I'm going to turn it over to Dwayne. Like I said, he said he had a little bit extended, something that he felt the Lord wanted to share through him. So, Dwayne, the floor is yours. And Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, first of all, I wanted to start out this W that's on our chest here. A couple of the guys had it. And that was kind of a slogan for our weekend. But when I looked at it, I thought, well, that's got to be me my woman. You know? It's got to be. Maybe it's winter, but it wasn't a room full of whiners. I can tell you that. This stood for that we're going to walk this way. For some of us, um, might be run this way. Maybe that's what you need today. But one thing I wanted to bring up, there's a lot of things on my mind, but that's why I got notes. Um, is I learned a little bit about who Popeye was. I forgot who Popeye was. I remember him always fighting for his woman because Brutus was coming to get him, right? Or trying to. But one thing that Popeye said is that I have taken all I can stands and I can't stands it anymore. <laughs> have you ever felt like that? whether it's dealing with whatever, work, kids, finances, questions about your spiritual life, uh, why God, why, 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 okay? And Popeye didn't put up with it. What did he do? He opened a couple cans of something, and then he opened another can of something, okay? And he took after what it was going to after. He ran, and he didn't walk, but he went that way. He went the way that a lot of us are going. So, guys that went with us, I mean, you guys sowed into my life. And I want to thank you for taking that commitment to go. If you couldn't make it, this is not a guilt trip, not at all. But I want to do a little bit of a show and tell. Show and tell. Has anybody been to show and tell lately? Hannah, you're probably one of the younger ones in here. Do you ever do show and tell? Third grade, fourth grade? Yeah. So, if the, this is, ladies, just, just please be patient with me a second. So, guys, if you, when you were, before you got saved, that you were on a fast track to hell, I want you to stand up. Before you got saved. So was I. We have a lot in common here. And I want you to remain standing, please. We were on a fast track to hell. And the only way we were going to change that course is if we have a Savior. And that Savior was born to die for each one of you. You believe that? That's why you're a Christian, right? That's why you chose to be where you are today. Now, another part of the show is that I want you to raise your hand if someone would come and try to attack your family or your kids or anything. I want you to raise your hand if you would do something about it. Okay. So everybody's got one question, right? 
Keep the hand. Keep it up. Okay. So the other hand, I just want you to raise it because I asked you to. <laughs> All right. Now, I want everyone to look around the room and see what's going on. Everyone, guys, ladies, I want you to look around and see, look, look at the atmosphere. Can you raise them up about another two inches? See, that's what it looks like probably when an officer comes to you, Mike, and says, stick them up. <laughs> right? It does, right? I, th I don't know for sure, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to make up something here. I know I'm not trying to make you get war out here. And just, but ladies, this is for you. If seeing your man standing up for God and standing up for you, and he's praising God because this is exactly what men were doing. I look around the room and there's 300 men, hands raised, praising God, yelling and screaming and praising the Lord. Women, are you fired up about what you see? Your team just won the Super Bowl, or you're, you're excited about something, and you're saying, my man is standing up, and he is praising God, and you're fired up about it, all right? That's the show and tell. That's what we witnessed. I, I can tell you everything, what I've seen and know, but I wanted to show you something here. You all may be seated. You know, I... Um, I read something, um, I need this thing, I read something um, while we were there, and what was kind of interesting is that there wasn't a scripture verse that was a, um, like, dedicated to the weekend. And every other uh, men's retreat, there's always a scripture verse that says, oh, this is what we're standing on. Joshua 1.9 was one of them a couple years ago. And I thought, that's kind of odd. At least I didn't see one, did I? So I was reading the Bible that morning and woke up, and I flipped it open to where I thought my marker was, and I opened up and I started reading. I said, well, that's not where I'm supposed to be. And it led me to this. Let me back up something else. So do you ever have God talk to you? And you're thinking, come on, that's not, I've, I've been a Christian 30 days or two years and God's never talked to me. Believe me, if, if, it, if God talks to you, if Vicki tells me that God talks to her, I know that God's going to talk to me one day. I know that some other people in this room, Miss Joe, Miss Ruth, God, God has spoken to you, I'm sure, in the past, right? Probably talked to you this morning. So my point is, if he's not talking to you, maybe you're talking too much. And maybe you're not listening. All right? And I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just saying, God will talk to you because he's going to lead you in a direction. Jamie's going to lead you in a direction how to raise those kids. We talked about that a little way home. There's, I mean, everybody has young kids. It's, 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 it's a... It's a fun whirlwind every day, right? So if God is not talking to you, he will, okay? 
make yourself available. One of my goals this year that I, um, I have, and it's, it's, it's an acronym called TOFT, and it's T-O-F-T, and it stands for Time Out for Thinking. Because when you stop and think, uh, maybe throw the cell phone in, in, the, in the corner and just shut the TV off. Um, try to remove some distractions. You know, I look at some, uh, there's some teenagers out here. Remove some distractions. Okay, Trevor, right? There's tra- distractions in all of our lives, no matter what weight, age we are, right? Just remove some of those. And st- just sit down and think. I mean, maybe it's even think how to, you still play baseball? You know, how, what can I do to maybe just tweak my batting average 10 points? What's, what do I got to do? Coach, what do I got to do? Okay? You, t- you take some time and you think and you find out what is going to be something that you're going to use you to go to the next level. Because sometimes we are so busy, and I get it, our jobs and some of the things that we get involved with keep us so busy. But maybe it's only 30 minutes a day. Maybe it's whatever. Take the time out to think. Now, doesn't that sound like meditate? Doesn't that sound like um, pray? Doesn't that sound like um, something, right? (laughs) So my Bible opened up to this verse. Well, I guess I opened it, so it didn't open by itself. Joshua 22.5, it says, But take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, to love the Lord your God. Well, that basic, right? It's basic. Love the Lord thy God. But then why do we go out here and do stupid stuff? Now, I hope that doesn't offend you. But I did stupid stuff. Okay? I'm not saying that you, you do. I did. Okay? To walk in his ways. That's what we were doing. We were trying to walk in the ways in the right direction. Hey, let me ask you something. Um, how do you be righteous, Gail? I got something really deep for you here. You do right. Okay? Everybody knows the difference between right and wrong, whether they're saved or whether they're not. They know the difference between right and wrong. Okay? I never come into church with a shirt untucked this morning. I never do that. I don't go to work untucked, and I told my wife this morning, I'm going to do something different. And she looked at me like I was a little crazy. <laughs> and I said, I'm going for a different look this morning. I said, why? I just am. I don't know what to tell you. That song played is just I am, is come as you are. Okay. Okay. And I guess that's one of the reasons how that song got rolling this morning, because I just felt like I wanted to do something different. I'm not done with this verse yet. (laughs) To keep his commandments, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So I wondered why we didn't have a, a verse for that weekend, so I created my own. And I figured that would be my verse for this weekend. I also have another thing that I heard, which we've been talking about six weeks here. 
we hear about walking in the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So every time we walk out or we do something that we're by ourselves or we're whatever it is, we want, 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 want. And it's time to figure out what you need in your life. As most times we have, and I'm saying that, you know, if we have like a, you ever think having a success plan for something that you're doing? Maybe it's, Gabe, you want a success plan on how you're going to finish what you're working on in school next, right? What's it going to take to get there? Well, I got to back up and see what, what, what all the steps that I got to do to get to where I want to be, right? Well, that's like, that's like walking the way you want to go. And that's like everybody, no matter if we're, if we're, if we're adults, we're older adults. We can get there together. And so getting back to what you have the ability to do, it's not what, what, you, what is important for what you're trying to accomplish. It's what you are trying to accomplish for you and your family. A couple things that I wrote down um, that I wanted to share is when it says to do right, what, what did um, Eric said um, something about uh, do right by reading your Bible more? Hmm. Have you heard that before? What's, what pulls you away from that? Yeah. Any, anybody else? What, what pulls you away from things that you think you want to accomplish to get to that success plan? Please, other people. Anything else? Fleshly desires. Busyness. Lazy. Sleeping in. Fear of failure. You know what? Every one of you are just 100% right. And I'm not trying to convict you. I just want you to kind of walk that way. Just trying to give you a little nudge. Um, and folks, I don't have it all together. <laughs> Nobody does. I heard another thing that I would like for you to think about in a husband and wife relationship, a father and mother children relationship, is that we can always find a lot of things that Wayne does wrong, right? And he just walked in the door, so he doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Megan, you can probably find something that Tim does wrong. No? Tim's a good dude. <laughs> See, one of the things we did in our retreat today, or last week too, is we gave dude certificates. And Tim's probably the first one to get it. It's a dude certificate. Okay? But I would encourage you to find or use the term 101. Find one thing that your child or your husband or your wife or somebody you work with or you, that you manage at work and you find one thing that's good and you, you spend 100% of that time praising or working and encouraging and recognize and 
work on that one thing. And then once we get that done, let's try to find one other thing that we're doing right. Because we can find many things or we're trying to accomplish too many things and I'm not smart enough to accomplish too many things. But I am smart enough to work on one or two things. Now, my wife could probably work on four or five things or maybe more, but I can only do one or two. Okay? Ladies have a chance to prioritize and organize and do it. I get it. But I can only do one or two. Right? You know, God gave each and every one of you a guarantee. That's why I'm coming off of the 100%. Buy this today and you'll get 100% guarantee service, right? Or send it back and get your money back. That's what you get, right? That's what everybody wants us to believe. But God gives us a 100% guarantee. When the guys had their hands raised, they were in total surrender to the creator that made them and to the person and, the, and to the man that died for each one of them. They were in total surrender. See, all of us were a lost child one day. We also sang in that song about a lamb. Uh, we were reminded about this this weekend, that um, if you're a shepherd, Kent, if you're a shepherd, and you, um, you lose one of your lambs, what do you do? You go get it. You go get it. What about the 99? You'll be okay. Okay? We're going to get that one. We're going to get it back, and we're going to bring it home. We're going to find out what happened. We're going to make sure we love it. We're going to pat it on the back, and we're going to encourage it 101 concept. We're going to encourage that little lamb to go back in and, and go, Aaron, you were a lost lamb one day. Okay? So was I. All right? And this is why you're sitting here today. You know, one of the things, um, th there's some notes I wrote down. Do you ever write notes and then you don't understand what they mean when you go back and write them down? <laughs> so I just started writing. Okay, and then I'm just going to read what I put on here. One thing that Jesus did is he focused on the crowd or what they were doing. He hung around with, he didn't hang around with you guys. For us, hang around with pretty some, um, hang around with sinners, you know, but obviously he hung around with, boy, all kinds of people that, that everybody said that he shouldn't be, right? But he, 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 he surveyed the crowd and he said, you guys got it, you guys are under, you guys are okay, but I need, I need to find the, the, the ones that are hurting. I need to find the ones and, and get them back here and get those in the, in the, in the crowd of the, the lambs. So, the speaker said, I want to show you the heart of God. So, I just started writing this down. Compassion, kindness, caring. I want you to share your life and challenge you, and encourage you through encouragement. As your ability to lead your family, lead and lift, move to the next level, and go in confidence. You know, I... I that when I read the word confidence this weekend, I thought a Christian. You know, everybody knew him around here as a little boy growing up. 
disappears for a couple years, goes to school, see him every once in a while, and he comes back. I'm so proud of that man. There's probably other examples in here, so I'm sorry if I left you out. I know there are, because you aren't in this room just by accident. You're in here because you're, you're fighting fire just like us all. Because there are battles out there for us men and you ladies in our lives. There are battles. And we have to come in here together. The relationship, the relationship will place that, that will, God will move to, to, your, to move your goals and set them. Uh, and help you set them. Expect that failure is not an option, even though it will happen. Failure will move, Gabe, in that success plan that you're working on. But then you got to have the, 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 the tenacity to fight through it and get to that plan. Be so careful to condemn, to uplift and encourage, and don't have a spirit of conviction. You know, another word I wrote down was re- revival. You know, we, what is revival? Is it revive? It, 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 it's, again, it, it relive or come to or however. Um, I'm, I'm basically done with that. I told Pastor Dave there was um, one thing that I, that I couldn't share with him until today. Remember that? I probably, hopefully I don't cry during this because I think I cried enough this weekend. Because I think it was the tears of how God was speaking to me to help just mold and change or help change. Men, do you have a, do you have a true spiritual person that you can really go to? Think about it just a minute. We're all around guys in the shop. We're around people that are influencing us away to help the, um, I work in a business where, you know, I, I have mentors in my life, just like everybody has mentors. And that's, that's great and all. But truly, do we have a spiritual man in our life that we can go to and I guess, and ladies that we can go to just to help encourage us. I'm down today. I need some help. And I got to thinking, I have zero other than this man. He's got somebody he can go to, and I met him this weekend again for the third or fourth time. And even though he's not my pastor, I called him my pastor. During that time, God spoke to me and we say, we say to people, Gail, I love you. Now, she's not my wife. Why would I love her? God told me to love you. So I chose to say, I love you. Yeah. I get it. Some people aren't lovable sometimes. I know. (laughs) But you still got to love them. You still got to move forward, right? I don't. I don't even know Rich back there very often, did he? 
Rich, do you know I love you? Now, man, I'm from New York, man. You don't say that kind of stuff to a guy. <laughs> right? Have you ever had a man tell you much that he loved you other than your dad or maybe your uncle or something? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And then God spoke to me and says that when you say, how many times do we, now I know we're in the South, so we say, I love you. Yeah. That doesn't sound right to me. At least that's what, I believe that's what God spoke to me about. No. Pastor Dave, I love you. I don't love you. I love you. I love my wife. I love you. Obviously, there's a difference in the relationship. Where am I going with this? What's that? Yeah. We all children of God. But in, in a man's point of view, he wants to know if he's got other guys that he can run with. And during the praise and worship time, I came back and I gave my pastor a hug. Now, probably wasn't a hug. It was an embrace, right? It was an embrace of thank you. And it was also an embrace that I'm sorry. Because I feel that I've taken this man for granted over these four years, five maybe, five. That's why I couldn't tell you the other night. I think there's other men in here that can relate. They need to figure out how, or I need to figure out how I can serve a man that serves me in all kinds of capacity. And I don't know what that's going to look like yet. But I know that I know that you have my back, but I don't think that you really think that I that that I'm on your that I have your back on 100%. Now you're saying, man, you're an elder of the church. You're you set up here and pray and sing and do all this happy stuff, right? How could I be saying that? Because I think this man pours his heart out. He does it on Sunday, he does it on Monday, and he does it every day of the week. He's not up here, maybe maybe he comes up here on Saturday practice, I don't know. You know, who knows what he does? That's right. But he pours his heart out. He has a, he has a pastor's heart to serve, to help you. To walk somewhere, hopefully it's in the way that he's going. So I say this all because I want us to be, as, as us guys were there, we were, we were pretty unified. We didn't know anybody. We knew the nine guys that were with us and maybe some other folks around, but we didn't know the, everybody. But I would encourage for you to think about how can I 
serve a man of God, and how can I serve a woman of God? Some churches, they call them the first lady. Isn't that cool? But these two here have sowed into my life over these five years, and I don't think I've taken it as strongly as I should have. Can anybody else relate? Okay. I'm not asking you to change if you don't want to. Not a bit. Because here I learned a long time ago, I can only do two things. I can, I can have a good attitude about something, and I can react on that attitude. If I want someone or something to happen, I can't do anything about it other than control myself. And all I would ask you to do is go home to this week and hopefully you can think about how we can unify the family. Now, maybe it's just your family and you think that I don't even know Pastor Dave. I would encourage you to get to know him and Pastor Stasha. I would encourage you to get to know him because I'm telling you, the unity that we have in our church and with other folks and our, our pastors and in, in any life that we have, that what is so important is if you can bleed some unity from this relationship into your family, it'll help you. I'm just telling you. So I said all that to just really, I hope I came across in love. Okay? Because how we love one another how we encourage one another, how we uplift and edify, whatever word you want to use. It'll propel you to some place or some direction that you, that you need to go. I, I, again, I, I, um, I had a, an amazing experience, and that was Friday night. I really did. Um, I don't know... Um, I don't know how these other guys, they have more on their hearts. I would ask them. You know, there's, um, there's, there's times that we get together as men or as women. We kind of have fun. But we also want to learn how to do something different than where we are so we can move forward or go some direction together. Right? And, and any time of relationship... You would have a relationship that want to be stronger tomorrow than it was yesterday. Does anybody have any relationships in their families that are really struggling? Yeah. I think we need to pray for that relationship. Those relationships only become stronger if those folks know how much we love them and how much we care, right? There's times that relationships may take years to repair. And sometimes we have to use the right words to say or not, okay? Sometimes we have to really bite our tongue sometimes. 
But I would encourage you as you try to do that and repair that relationship. And I would say that if there's, and maybe we all just need to stand, I don't know. But if anybody would want prayer based on a family relationship, whatever it is, salvation or just a repair. I know I'll speak from experience. You know, my, my, um, a little bit about me. My mom, my, 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 and um, my second mom died when I was seven. And my third mom, which is my mom now, stepkids are, stepkids are nasty sometimes. Uh, but my mom, I have a, my mom and I have a great relationship. My other two siblings will not call her mom. And I do. Because I chose to repair that relationship. That wasn't real easy to, for my other ones to probably stomach a little bit. But I felt that it was necessary. And I've encouraged those two to do the same thing over the years. And it's not where it belongs. So when I ask you to stand about that, I'm standing as well for them. So... If you if you like prayer for that, I'd like for you to stand. I think we I think we need to pray together. And if there is someone in front of you or near you that's standing, I want you to stand with them. I want you to put their hands on their shoulder. As we are standing together, we are standing in for that purpose person. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity that you give us to just sow into our family today. Lord, first of all, we're sowing into our church family. But Lord, we're, we're, we're calling out that person in, in each one of us right now. I want you to, that person that's on your mind, I want you to say their name out loud as we sow. One, two, three, say their name, Denise and Dale. Lord, we thank you for that opportunity that you call them forth. Lord, I ask that you would change that relationship in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you give us the right words, the right opportunity to just move forward with you. Lord, I ask that you will intervene where, where hearts need to be softened because we know that hearts are, are and will be hard. Lord, I just thank that you will make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, I ask for forgiveness in any area that I've done and that you will use them to propel and walk in that right direction. Lord, we, uh, we call it done. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. There's one thing I need to do. And that's, Pastor, I want to thank you. Stasha, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart of the efforts, the tears, the love, which you've done for this church. Because there's probably people in this in this room um, that has um, 
has the ability to do things they aren't being doing right now, and you've encouraged them to do that. And some of them haven't stood up and taken the role to serve you better. And they want to. Maybe they don't know where. And I'm only looking at you because I don't want to look at anybody else right now. Okay? Because I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking at them. I want to talk with them. Because you put a lot of stuff. Well, I don't think you put a lot of stuff on hold. I think this was your calling um, to be here right where you're at. And I really realized that you probably have the ability to be preaching anywhere you could. And you chose Mooresville, North Carolina, or God placed you here. And so I only say this because I've formed a new love for this man than I have since I left three days ago. And I hope that you can understand where I'm coming from. Because I would encourage you to understand that I believe that as the women go in a couple weeks, that they will form a new and and embonded love for this lady, Stasha. She's my sister. And nobody messes with family. Okay? And just like Popeye said, right? So if you didn't get anything I said today, just remember Popeye. Yeah, eat your spinach, right? Yeah. But he wouldn't take us. He wouldn't stand for something he wasn't going to put up with, right? And I would encourage you to do, this, do the same thing, and have a heart of of God for just helping somebody else to go to the next step. So I don't want to ramble, but I want to thank you for what you did this weekend. You have no idea. I love you, too. It's not I love you. I love you. Let's try that together. One, two, three. I love you. I don't know why that came out, but it just said that it isn't love you. It's love you. So next time somebody says that, that you're saying it to your wife, you're saying it to your husband, I love you. Okay? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad he didn't hug me because I'd be slobbering and snotting all over you. So. <laughs> Tears and it, it really, honey, can you stand up here with me, you and West? Um, I guess West would be the first pastor dog, huh? Uh, it really is our honor and our privilege to serve. And yes, God placed us here. I, I believe that 100%. And you know what our reward is? What you just saw up here. Our reward is getting the phone calls through the week. Hey, guess what? Chad would say, you know what? I just, where did Chad go? I just lost him. Uh, Chad would say, yeah, I just was able to minister to someone at work, and, you know, they're now listening to Christian music. That's coming from a Duke fan. 
that's our reward, is hearing what God is doing through you. Can we stand? And um, Stasha and I, we do love you. Thank you, Dwayne. We, we do. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, all of you, we, we love you. I, I'm looking at everybody. We love you, and um, we appreciate you all. And I'm going to ask Miss Gail and Mr. Larry. If you, um, miss, did I say Mr. Larry? Okay. Last time I said Mr. Gail and Miss Larry, and that didn't go over too well. <laughs> but um, these are a couple other of the elders, and they're going to be available to pray for you if you need prayer. So please come forward uh, as we dismiss. They're actually going to dismiss us in prayer. Stasha and I are going to walk to the back so that we can hug on you back there. But um, we'll see you, if not Wednesday, we'll see you next Sunday. We love you. So uh, they're going to pray us out of here.